Welcome to the Seek Podcast. We are so glad you're here. I'm Erin Falbo, your host for this season. Each week, we're sharing content that dives into the heart of the gospel, who God is, who we are, and what it means to live in relationship with Him. We're excited to walk with you as you encounter the Lord. In this episode, Curtis Martin asks the question, who is Jesus? By breaking down the scripture that asks us to change our life. Long time no see. Great to be back with you. You know, it's kind of a a, a remarkable thing. We didn't pick that COVID was going to happen and that we would move our five-day conference to a three-day conference and that we would move back to this weekend. But it just so happens that this weekend, 24 years ago exactly, the first focus event of all times occurred on what was the coldest day of my life, or at least night. Uh, Ted Sri did not tell me that I should bring a sleeping bag or even a, a, a blanket or anything. I froze, the, the heating went out on the men's dorm and, and it was terribly cold in Kansas and uh, it was the beginning of something great. And it's been really cold this week in Denver. It's such a delight to be reminded. 24 years ago, we were with about 20 students and we issued the invitation to Christ-like leadership and each of them, each to the last person, accepted the invitation. And I wanna come before you tonight, I'm gonna ask the question, who is Jesus? Father Josh, asked, who am I, who are we? And how about one more hand for Father Josh, right? (laughs) Father Josh and I have been friends for about eight years, and um, I loved him then, I love him more because he's actually at LSU, my alma mater, with Father Andrew, and they're killing it over there. It's so great to watch the Tigers come alive in Christ, as it is in every campus. And so I really wanna thank each of you for being here. Here's the hope. We're going to spend some time. I'm going to spend a little bit of time, about 17 minutes, talking to you about Jesus. But my hope is that we get way beyond talking about Jesus, because talking about Jesus can be amazing. I hope it's not terrible for you in the next 17 minutes. But talking to Jesus is even more important. Talking to Jesus. And so I'm hoping to equip you, each of you, and I want to acknowledge the hundreds of different locations around the United States, in Europe, and Austria, and Germany, and England, and Ireland, our campus down in Mexico. Praise God that you're joining us. We're really grateful to be here. It's great to be here in Denver with our Colorado students and friends. Thank you so much for being with us. But we want to jump into this. This is the journey that we want to take. We have some time to talk about Jesus, to talk about our faith, to talk about our world, to talk about what's going on in your life. But right now I want to ask the question, who is Jesus? Now to do that, I'm going to spend some time in the scriptures, look at about four or five passages. But before I do that, I want to just ask and answer a question. How do we even know that what is in this book is true, right? This book makes some crazy claims, asks you to change your life. Is it true? I don't have time to get into great detail. I actually had an opportunity to write a book called Made for More, and I have a chapter in there. What I will say is this is certainly true. This book is the most scrutinized, most questioned, most approved, most profoundly, clearly, truly real book in the history of the world. There are books that have four or five copies that are seven or 800 years removed from when they were written, and we trust that those are right. The Bible has thousands of copies within a lifetime spread across thousands of of miles and they are 99.9% accurate, and the 0.1% doesn't affect a single teaching of the faith. 
When the monks were copying, they were so painstaking, they would copy one page, and when they were done, they would drop a pin through the page, through the, the center of a letter like B or A, and they'd put it through. And if it didn't pierce the center of the same letter on the other page, rip it up, start over again, because the text was sacred. So what I want to say is you can trust this book. You can trust this book. But that raises the question, who is Jesus? Now, what I'd like to do is I'd like to, to share a story with you from the scriptures. John chapter 1. This is the call of Nathanael. Now, I'm, I'm going to read four verses, and then we'll talk about it for just a second. <clears throat> now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael, and he said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming and he said to him, behold, there's an Israelite in whom there's no guile. And Nathanael said, how do you know me? Jesus answered him and said, before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. And Nathanael said, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Now let's walk through that for a second. We're out on college campuses and we're trying to talk to people about Christ. Christ has changed our lives. Maybe you're here and you're, because you've been invited, and you're not like, not yet he hasn't. That's okay too, you're welcome. And to be able to recognize, what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring Christ to people and people to Christ. And what happens here is Philip has met Jesus. And he's like, Nathaniel, come here for a second. Meet Jesus. And Nathaniel says, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Now, we have a, we have a fundraising team in Focus. They, they taught me a little motto uh, in fundraising. They say, when you're talking to a donor and the donor says no, a no is a slow yes. <laughs> Just keep asking. But there is such a thing as a hell no. That's a hard no. Nathaniel's no is a hell no. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? I want nothing to do with this guy. And Philip doesn't freak out. Philip just says, come and see. We could get freaked out. Ah, I, know, I need to know all the answers to all the questions. Oh, well, what if I'm not talented enough? Philip just says, come and see. And he brings Nathaniel to Jesus. And in two verses, Nathaniel says, you're the son of God, the king of Israel. Who is this guy that could take a guy from 180 degrees, I don't want anything to do with you, to, oh my goodness, I'll give up everything I have to follow you. Because that's who we want to introduce you to and reintroduce you to this weekend. And we'll talk about him. But tomorrow night, you'll have a chance to talk to him. You can talk to him all week and talk to him any time you want but you'll have a chance to talk to him in a very particular way tomorrow night here in the Blessed Sacrament. And when the chapel's open, you can go there before. So let's talk a little bit about Jesus. Because who is this guy? And I would like to say that there's, there's a handful of options. The most popular option out there is kind of the um, armchair, I don't want to get committed argument, which is this. I think Jesus is a good moral teacher. I don't think he's God. 
And as C.S. Lewis, the great Christian author, wrote, that's the only option that Jesus did not leave open to us at all. There is no way that Jesus is like Confucius or Aristotle or Gandhi, who had good moral teachings. Each of them said, I have some insight in how you could live better. Now, Jesus certainly had that also. But Jesus made himself the issue. He makes crazy claims that no merely good person would make. I'm going to share just a couple with you. There are many. Let's look at Matthew chapter 9. Jesus forgives sins. Now, that's not a big deal. We pray in the Our Father, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others. If, if you thought I had done something to upset you and you walked up and slapped me in the face, and then you realized you were wrong and I hadn't done that thing, and you came back and said, I'm really sorry, will you forgive me? And I said, yeah, I'll forgive you. That'd be cool. But if you walked up and slapped Edward Sree in the face and you didn't even apologize, and then I walked up and said, I forgive you, that'd be totally weird. Jesus is forgiving sins that people didn't repent of. They didn't say they were sorry. And he didn't sin directly against him unless he's the only person who could be sinned against no matter who you sin against. And that's God. Listen to this. Matthew chapter 9, verse 2. Behold, some men were bringing to Jesus a paralytic lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, Take courage, my son. Your sins are forgiven. Listen to what the Jews hear when they, when they see that. He said, And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This fellow blasphemes, because they know that nobody can forgive sins except God himself. And so what Jesus does is he goes on and says, oh, is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or rise and walk so that you can know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins? I say to you, rise and walk. And he performs a miracle and the guy gets up, proving that he has the power to forgive sins. Gandhi never did that. Confucius never did that. None of the great moral teachers in our, our history ever did that. He, choose, he chose to forgive sins. Or how about this one? John chapter 8. He's going to claim to be everlasting. Listen to this. Chapter 8, verse 51. Truly, truly, I say to you. Now, when you read in the Bible, truly, truly, maybe your Bible might say verily, verily, or amen, amen. It's translated different ways, but it's a double repetition. It's, a, it's an oath formula. What it essentially means is, I swear to God what I'm about to tell you is true. Truly, truly. And he says this. Truly, truly, I say to you, anyone who keeps my word shall never die. The Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died. Are you greater than our father Abraham? And in verse 58, Jesus says, truly, truly, again, I swear what I'm about to tell you is true. Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Now that's a double crazy one. The first one's pretty simple. First of all, before Abraham was, I am. Abraham lived 2,000 years before Jesus. That's a crazy statement all by itself. But then he follows it up with, I am. Now that I am is a crazy statement. When Moses was talking to God at the burning bush, he said, who are you? And, and God responded, I am who am. No Jew would have ever said, I am. But he says, before Abraham was, I am. 
The Jews of Jesus' time were not like our modern world. People say, OMG, all the time. No faithful Jew would ever have said, OMG. You never took the name of the Lord in vain. You only took the name of the Lord when you were speaking to him or reverently speaking about him. And Jesus claims to pre-exist. In John 14, 6, he says, I'm the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. He claims to be the only way to the Father. This is not Aristotle. This is not Confucius. He's not a merely good moral teacher. He's claiming to be the guy. He's either right or wrong. Finally, we know the story. On Easter Sunday, Jesus appears in the upper room, but Thomas isn't there. And, and Thomas says, well, if I don't put my hand, his, my finger in his wounds and my hand in his side, I'm not believing. A week later, Jesus shows up. And he says, Thomas, come here. Put your finger in my hand. Put your hand in my side. You know what that means? Even though he wasn't visibly in the room a week earlier, he heard what Thomas said. Even though he's not visibly in the room tonight, he hears everything you say. He loves you so much. He hears everything you think. And by the way, you can stick your finger in his hand if you want. And Thomas's response was to fall down and cry out, my Lord and my God. And Jesus didn't say, no, 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 don't worship me. I'm only a person. I'm only a human. He accepted Thomas's worship. This is a guy like any others. So the idea is, is he a good moral teacher, but not God? Or he could be a liar. Maybe he knew that he wasn't God, but he made people think that he was God. Or maybe he thought he was God, but he was just wrong. C.S. Lewis says, a person who thinks they're God and does all kinds of activities to act like God is more like a guy who thinks he's a poached egg. He's a crazy person. Or he's Lord. There are many, many dozens of other of statements that are there that I'm going to run by. We're not going to spend any time on them. Jesus made himself the issue in a way that Confucius, Muhammad, Buddha, Aristotle never did. He is the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by him. Those are crazy statements. Those are not merely good moral teachings. He had great moral teachings that we should love one another. And he lived a great moral life. But to be able to see that he was much more than that, in fact, C.S. Lewis says, the only option that really isn't realistic is that he's just a good moral teacher. So let's take a look at the liar. This would say that Jesus knew he wasn't God, but he made us think he was God. He performed miracles to back up, to support his idea of a God. He's not just a liar, Lewis would say, he's a devil. He's, you can't say he's a moral, good moral teacher. This guy's wickedly evil. He's actually saying, you need to follow me if you want to go to heaven. And that's not true, and he knows it. He's a terrible person if that's the truth. Or a lunatic. Well, he can't be a lunatic because think of the moral teachings. He was great. He was able to captivate the multitudes. He taught amazing things that have held true for hundreds and now thousands of years. Is an amazing, amazing teacher. No lunatic could have pulled that off, which leads only one option. And that is that each of us would look and say, Lord, you're more than a good moral teacher. Lord, you're, you're not a liar. You're not a lunatic. And so I choose to fall to my knees 
and accept you as Lord. The power of, of this is palpable. Let me tell you a story that happened to me a, a couple years ago. A few years ago, actually. I had given a uh, talk on one of the Focus campuses that Focus serves, and afterwards, one of the missionaries that I was friends with said, hey, would you be willing to come out with me and, and spend some time with these guys that I've been working with? These guys are amazing. They're phenomenal leaders. They just have got natural talent. They're amazing. But they're not at all converted. They're totally frivolous. They're sarcastic. And, and I, if, we could, if, if God could win their hearts, they could change hundreds, thousands of people's lives. I just don't know what to do. I've been working with them, not giving up, but I, I, I literally, my wit's end. After the talk, could we go out for coffee? So I said, sure, let's go out for coffee. So I gave the talk, and then the missionary and the three guys went out, and everything he said was true. These guys were amazing, spectacular, bright, handsome, athletic, engaging, and totally sarcastic, and not at all committed, and uh, they were fun to listen to. So we're sitting there drinking coffee at an all-night diner, and, uh, and they're blah, blah, blah. And so finally there's a pause, and I said, so let me ask you a question, guys. Who do you think that, that Jesus is? And they answered just like the Bible says. They said, well, how do you know? I mean, some people have this opinion and other people have that opinion. And they just, they went going. And I don't know if you've ever seen somebody fishing for like a marlin or a big fish. When you got one on the line and it goes in the other direction, you got to let the line out because it'll break the line. Let it tire itself out for a while. Once it stops swimming, start reeling it in again. So 15 minutes, 30 minutes go by. I'm drinking more coffee. 45 minutes and finally there's a lull in the conversation. I said, so wait a minute, I think we missed it last time. Really, seriously, what do you guys, who do you think Jesus is? There they go again. Who knows, there's so many opinions, lots of religions, blah, 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 off they went. So now I'm to 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, it's like three o'clock in the morning. I've got so much coffee in me, I won't be sleeping for a day or two. And, uh, and so finally I figured out who the ringleader is. And, and we're sitting there at, at two o'clock, 2.30 in the morning. And I look him right in the eyes. I said, no, wait, wait, I'll call him Paul. Paul, Paul, I asked you a couple times, but no, I, want, I want to slow down for a second. You, you and me, imagine Jesus standing in front of you. And he's looking at you. He doesn't care what anybody in the world thinks about him. He wants to know what you think. Who do you, Paul, who do you think Jesus is? He looked down and He looked back up at me and he said, I think he's God. And the other two guys literally went, ah! <laughs> Everything changed. We spent the next half hour, well, if you think he's God, how's your life going? If you think he's God, do you live that way? I know for me, it was Luke chapter 6, verse 46, when I read Jesus saying, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say? And I thought, oh my goodness, I do think you're Lord and I don't do what you say. Within two years, two of those three guys were in seminary. Jesus Christ wants you to allow him to ask you this weekend, who do you say that he is? When you allow him to ask that question, when you are willing to do the only honest thing to recognize he's got to be the Lord, not just the Lord of history, but the Lord of your life. Well, then you're going to become who you are meant to be. And as St. Catherine of Siena said, when you become who you're meant to be, you'll set the world on fire. Please, God, go set the world on fire. God bless. 
Thanks for listening, friends. To hear more content from speakers like this, join us for Seek 24 in St. Louis, January 1st through the 5th. Visit seek.focus.org to learn more.